Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, and welcome, welcome, welcome. Forgive our earlier uh, problem with the video, I mean the audio, but we have lovely, lovely songs, and I'm disheartened because for some reason it failed to go on. Her Excellency, are you there? Iyasha Goma. I am here. Alafia, yeah. Alafia. Girl, those songs were so beautiful. That I can She can say. I did say. <laughs> I did say. She was very, very talented. We're very, very honored to have her on the show with us this evening. And what a great evening. We're all kind of mellowing down, trying to come out into uh, life after the full moon and just a moment that we give our hearts over to all those people who are without power this evening. I've been sending a lot of light yeah. and a lot of energy mm-hmm, across uh, across the land. Okay. Mm-hmm. We definitely have to pray for... Uh, that whole thing, I was going down there to Baltimore, and it turned me right around for us. Mm-hmm. That was the most dangerous thing <laughs> that I could have done. Yes, indeed, but the ancestors saved you. Yeah, I mean, you know, from what I saw this morning early, people who have been in their cars on the side of the road, for like longer than a day, you know. I was just sitting here thinking about that, you know, how we go out and we teach throughout the year, you know, what to have in your car just in case, just in case of emergencies. And I was just praying that. I said, you know, I hope people were really listening and beginning to get it, that you have to move through this world now as if you are prepared for anything, for anything. Mm -hmm. I say, I say, that is very true. And um, give thanks to our ancestors that we 
found our way back without any problem. My daughter slid out, but having been taught to drive, yay, Ma, in Minnesota, she was very accustomed to that road. So that was very good. This is ride, Queens, ride, I've been looking so forward to this. I have been looking so forward to this. So... Um, I'm turning it over to you, and I'm going to put myself on mute. We have about five callers on, and everybody's mic is open, and, you know, uh, Ashe, we could start with 704 and um, work our way through the um, area code. Right, and so we do want to say for those that are joining us, if this is your first Sister Queen's Rise and Shine, be welcome. Be welcome to uh, two hours of sacred space and dynamic conversation with absolutely dynamic sisters on the radio this evening. And actually, Queen Mother, if we could go ahead and open our 678 line, because, of course, that is our beloved Ifa Shade Bola Como Lafe, who uh, will bring to us then uh, a card from Return to Spirit Oracle. And so we say, so good to have you with us this week. And if you would, to uh, pull a card for us and let's uh, set the tone of the conversations we're going to get into. Uh, okay. Can you hear me? We can. Okay. Um, the card that I pulled today is called Confidence. Mm. Okay, um, perhaps you are not aware of how great you really are. Maybe you have been doubting yourself or your purpose in life. Have you been questioning whether you are enough, good enough, able or worthy? In some way, you are in need of a confidence boost. This is Spirit's way of telling you that you are doing just fine. Spirit believes in you and you need to believe in yourself too. It will take time and effort on your part, but the rewards of having self-confidence will be well worth it. You may not be doing things perfectly, of course. You will make mistakes, but mistakes are simply opportunities to learn how to do things differently. It's always easier to see the greatness in others. Seeing another person's gifts, talents, abilities, and successes is much more easier than seeing our own. This is a cosmic mirror from the universe and it is reflecting back to you all of the incredible qualities that you really do have. Sometimes we just just have to fake it till we make it, and that is what you're being asked to do. Just try on the suit of confidence. See how it fits and, and how it feels. You have, Do you have what it takes? You are just as gifted and wonderful as any other person. Now is the time for you to feel confident about you. It's important to take note, though, that too much confidence or over-faking it can actually come across as arrogance. Heaven knows you are far from arrogant. So go gently with it. It isn't about proving anything to anyone, um, proving anything to yourself or others. It's about knowing that you are as important in spirit's plan and that you are worthy. Who you are and what you have to offer is so important. It is time for you to believe in you the way spirit believes in you. 
Ask Shay. Mm-hmm. Oh, do play. Uh, you know, that's a I wonderful so card because we know with the, with our first guest coming on, uh, Ia Olushoga, who is going to uh, highlight some of the patterns that come, really. Uh, you know, this is what comes then from the shadow work. She's going to talk a little bit more about that in terms of how the planets were moving all last week and certainly through the full moon and what it means to look at that shadow stuff or stuff that's still there or maybe that is acting as an obstacle to our confidence that is that is really keeping us from being comfortable in stepping in our full power. So as always, the oracle always knows that we always seem to be gifted with that wonderful, wonderful um you know, tone that's set right there in terms of, yep, uh, how confident are we and, and are we confident with the, uh, uh, the grace of humility so that we don't slip over into arrogance. So I'm going to just give a, 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 the best introduction that I can for this wonderful sister priestess of Yamaja. Uh, we've known each other for quite some time, and in fact, I was just sitting here thinking how we actually really came into Orisha together. Uh, we were in like a threesome there as um, as we were entering through that initiation, and uh, we we uh, had the experience to Oyotunji together and through uh, women's circles together and, of course, all of the issues that are always in either of our communities regarding mothers and grandmothers and children. And uh, she she sprouted out on her own. We each wonder where our priesthood will take us. And um, so where where what you're going to hear this evening from this year, of course, part of our studies when we come into the ancient uh, mysteries of the priesthood are have to do a lot with astrology and numerology. And um, I was just excited when she agreed to do the program because although lots of women will you know read a little bit about their own sun sign or try to understand what's happening, why they're feeling a certain way, a certain edge, whether it's Mercury retrograde or the dark moon or the full moon, and she's really going to give us some enlightenment on that. So it's, it's, it's my pleasure and my honor to introduce to all the listeners, Iolu Shoga Ademuiwa. We welcome you, welcome you, welcome you to our show. I say, can I say something before she comes sure. on? Uh, yes, I have turned everybody's speaker on. Please put your um, microphone on mute so that you can hear uh, Ia Astro Moon, I say, which I'm so excited to hear. <laughs> so I just want to let everyone know. Ia Baba, I know you're on there, and I'm just asking you to put yours on mute until she finishes. I say. So I say. Yeah, Thank are you, you there? Know. I believe she's a 704, uh, Eric Hope, but I might be wrong. I think she's on the computer. Oh, okay, because she's up in Greensboro. Yo, Lushoga, are you there? Uh, nobody can hear me. Oh, we can hear you now. <laughs> there you are. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Okay, I, I was like, oh, how do I get in here? But you already got me so good. How, how are you all, Alafia and, and happy 
Alafia. <laughs> Welcome, Ia. Wow, you know, I don't even know where to begin. You and I know that it's a large part of soup, astrology, and, and how we uh, how we each relate to it. But if you could just give us, I'm sure you came, you know, prepared to give us an overview of exactly where we are right now, coming off of the heels of the full moon in Leo last night. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there's always so much to, to you know, to talk about and delve into. Um, but just to let the listeners know, those that don't follow my work, I am, the work I do, I call it Astral Risha. For those that were listening to, uh, yeah, just now she was talking about how we all, part of our pre-studies is to, learn about not only astrology but other systems uh, other um systems such as numerology and all of that as well as Odu, et cetera. Um now where Astrorisha what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the planets from the perspective that we're trained in and that is we do understand that the planets do represent the Orisha. They are a aspect of the Orisha and so you have the planets such as the moon, some call that a satellite, we call it a planet, that'll be associated with Yamaja. And then the, um, the archetype of that, which would be the characteristic, would be then in astrology, cancer. So we are speaking there from an astral or mission perspective. So I just wanted to bring that to the table first for those who have never heard of well, what is astral Risha? It is actually looking at the planets from the African cosmology system as opposed to the Greek cosmology system. It's bringing that understanding from that perspective. So what question did you have for me today? I think that I'm really going to stay in that place of connection where um, uh, what we'd like to highlight is, uh, you know, our intuition as as uh, women and women. Um, we always have feelings, and, you know, sometimes we give that over to things that happen externally here. And some of us, you know, know better we because of where our cycle is, our monthly cycle, or uh, where the moon is, whether it's dark or full. We always feel a certain way. We notice certain things that go on. So this energy that we just passed through, I know um, it was interesting to me because, of course, you know, daily I'm I'm looking at different forecasts and different mm-hmm. energies and was amazed that I was up to like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning on Friday. And then I was like, no, it is right next to the full moon. And, you know, for some reason your body just stays up. I was I was laughing when I saw your uh, piece go by on the wolf pack earlier today. Like like the wolves, I stay up howling. So if you could speak to that a little bit as to how women who um, maybe are just um, doing that beginning study or or developing that relationship in the beginning of you know oh I don't have time. There's so many things going on. If I didn't look up at the night sky, I barely know where the moon is. What would you say to um, our listeners in terms of really beginning, because I have found no matter how many books you read or how many now, how many different sites you go to for astrology, the biggest teacher for me has really been my own natural rhythms and just 
really kind of doing my own emotional and mental inner tracking compared to where um, planets are or where the moon is. So what do you say to people who want to know more about how their sun sign affects them and definitely affects them as the moon goes through its lunation every month? So how how can they learn how to connect? To yeah, how to tune in more. Mm-hmm. So what I have told people, I always tell them, and this is from my own work, is I say follow first the Astro Moon forecast. And within three months, you will have a stronger sense of self a stronger sense of your own flow and your rhythm and your pattern because it's giving you something that you can say, oh, that connects, I, I, I recognize that, I, I can connect to that. If you're not following the Asherisha work, if you find anybody's work out there that speaks to you when you get a forecast, per se, about what the, what's going on for that month. If it speaks to you, then that can be an avenue for you to, to follow. But the reason why I say Asherisha Moon, I'm not saying that to plug my work. I'm really not. But because I center on the moon, and it's really more important from the work I have done, I noticed that it's, it's really the moon that you want to first start with. If you're looking to develop um, an understanding about yourself. The sun, which we're all taught to know, our sun sign. And the sun sign is important. But I even have a couple of guys say to me over the course of years and even um, last month, they said, you know, I never really was able to really connect to this thing, you know, with this astrology or finding myself until I started following the moon. So this is the only reason why I say Asherisha Moon work because I do center on the moon. If if you're not, if you are you don't have access to this, um, any kind of book that deals with moon astrology is something that you can also start with. So uh, understand that the moon is dealing with that hidden aspect of ourselves. I heard you say something earlier in the introduction about um, the dark, almost like the dark side of the moon or that hidden aspect. That's what you're really looking for when you are looking at your moon sign. Okay, so if we're gonna if we're gonna go in in very layman terms and start at a very rudimentary level, get any kind of information you can. Again, that's dealing with lunar astrology. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and you what, know, Eva, as you were speaking, I was thinking to myself, I was trying to, like, run the tapes back where, where I was a beginner, definitely. And, um, and, and you know, you get, maybe you get your astrology done or you get the chart, and then you look back, and, and for Pisces, of course, you say, wow, so this is what heaven looked like when <laughs> I took my first breath. Okay, this is where I came in. And um, it probably was my Elosha, who, who's a great astrology teacher, who said, well, you know, the sun is who you are. The moon is the hidden hidden kind of under the surface you, how you really feel and, and and how your internal being and then your rising sign is how others see you or, or, or who you show to the world. Would you 
tend to agree just as a basic rule for people coming in that that's basically true? Yeah, I would say that's basically true. Um, the sun sign that kind of that represents what you it's what you are but not really clear, you know, too much about what you are because again, the moon is so key. The moon is like the engine that the sun is the car. The moon is that engine that mm. that regulates where the you know drives the car, and mm. your first house or your ascendant is more so. I see uh, the scenery and the path that you're going. And the reason mm. why I say that is because from my work, I have noticed that the ascendant is more than just what other people see. The ascendant is actually, in addition to what they see, it's what you are gravitating to and what is gravitating to you. And so if your ascendant is, let's say, uh, Virgo, okay, and so that's your blueprint when you're born, and then, of course, that's ruled by Mercury, and Mercury is the... um, equivalent to a Legba, then you are going to have a lot of mercurial Virgoian situations that happen to you in your lifetime, especially up to a particular point where you go through what we call the progressive ascendant change. But that's still your blueprint. So not only will a person say, of, you know, okay, well, okay, so your sun sign is um, Pisces, um, but your ascendant is Virgo, and, you know, you tend to, you know, be a neat freak about certain things, okay, something like that. (laughs) You know, they're like, okay, they're Pisces, but they're like a really neat freak Pisces, you know, because that's their ascendant, but yet then they will have the Experiences and situations that have a, a Virgo flavor as well that they will experience. So maybe they're like really into the healing arts. They're really interested in that one, or they have a lot of friends who um, like to deal with um, herbs and and they're into herbs and all that. So a person might say, "Well, this is their sun sign is a Pisces, and Pisces, are, you know, they're healers and all that." But the, but they're actually really kind of on the Virgo road. You know, that's the, the healer, the doctor, that type of thing. And their Piscean sun you know, allows them to connect to what that other person is really feeling, you know. So it it, it, it it can get convoluted. So it's best for me when I'm, you know, explaining to someone, I say your, your um, son is the car. Everybody can see that. And then, of course, your moon is what's driving it. That's the hidden, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's that hidden thing. That's what's revving you up or slowing you down. You know, it's puttering. It's not working. <laughs> you know? Right. Right. And it really is. I go back to the Oracle in, in the Matrix movies, you know, with the sign above that says, know thyself. And I think about that. Of course, you hit right on me because I am a Pisces sun and a Virgo moon and a Cancer ah. rising. 
And so, of course, the engine around me, most people who know, is that, yes, I can go for order and organization and almost, you know, obsessive to a point of nitpicky. So, yeah, all the all the fine details and, and striving for perfection um, certainly is the engine that moves this car. But I know we have some other women on the line, and um, I would love for them to be able to, you know, just take advantage of having um, your expertise definitely on the phone in terms of uh, where they are astrologically or questions that they just really wanted to ask a person who could give an analogy. I love the car and the engine because that very much, as you said, gives us a real visual for how it works. So, um, uh, Queen Mother, if you will, um, if there are any questions uh, among the other sister queens on the line, now is the time. Now is certainly your chance. We certainly have all the lines open, but I do um, want to ask about um, coming out of this energy, how um, really should we embrace it? Should we take our time with, you know, uh, making uh, commitments and and things that uh, take us on a higher level, or should we... Uh, wait until the energy is fully awakened, you know, because the moon is very much the emotional side of, of people, and we are an emotional people. So, uh, you know, I just would like a little bit of insight coming out of Mercury retrograde, Not you bad. know, how people should handle it. Oh, well, yeah, definitely, you're absolutely correct with um, stating um, even the question of should we take our time. That is part of the forecast with this time that we're in right now. As we are in this full moon time during a Mercury retrograde, um, it's very much, this is a strange kind of Leo moon time that we're in because it's a moon time that really speaks about being cautious. You're looking at um, the lion who enjoys to not only protect, but enjoys to stalk. So this is kind of like a stalking kind of moon time where you have to be on guard. And I, I'm not, I don't want to say all that, but people are like, you know, freaking out or getting scared. But you, everyone knows what's going on in their lives and they can feel that. I need, to, I need to just kind of take my time in things, you know, don't put myself in a position where um, the outcome is not something so favorable. So this is not one of those romping, roll around, lion type moon times. Um, it's just a lot of very um, strange energy out there. You got Uranus, that that unexpected, unpredictable energy going on. So yeah, very much as we want to move out of Mercury's retrograde, which will be moving out of January the 25th. You know, so I'm very happy about that. Um, take yeah, take your time. Take your time. Um, just take your time, basically. Yes, I would say yes very much um, about this long time. It is a time of um, just being um, watching, watching where you're placing feet, 
watching the decisions that you make. This is not, you know, this is not a time where we make uh, quick and erratic, brass decisions. Uh, we want to flow into February, which is actually going to be a um, the energies of erratic. That erratic energy is going to kind of die down just a little bit, and you all will feel that shift coming, uh, which is around the corner very soon. Um, this is a time, though, not only to take your time, but this is also um, a time where we want to, as I had put out there on on the Internet, um, do something that um, brings, like, you know, Build up your and build up your positive feelings and positive um, outlook. Do something for each other. So there's I always put something out there to do. So for this long time, which we're going to be in Leo until tomorrow, do things that encourage joy. Like do a just because gift. You know, just because the energy is erratic and all doesn't mean that we have to become stagnant and just sit and wait. For this energy to change, when it's when you have unpredictable energy, when you have static energy, this is when you have to consciously change the flow of that energy. If that makes any sense. So. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love the way that you uh, were bringing, you know, the lion into it, and I just thought about, well, you know, I've never really. Studied, of course. I've had, a, you know, cats for pets, and of course, lions are big cats. But they do. It, they they observe. They're great observers. Yeah. All cats really are great observers. And yet, no one would say that they're laid back and you know just stagnating, chilling. You know, lions are always watching or, or moving very slowly, or they stay back, kind of a little bit behind the tall grasses or whatever, and and they scope everything out and. Um, I was just thinking in the larger picture how um, this really works in terms of, again, coming into entunement. And and our next guest is certainly going to talk to us a little bit about that inner attainment. But, you know, the fact that Orisha are the forces of nature and and then understanding that that force of nature like wind or fire or or, um, the tornadoes or like the storm that we just went through and that changes come... And then to, you know, when we look at the different houses or the different um, sun signs, that, again, all of these things give us clues. And as you were speaking, you know, about the line, I was like, well, there we are. We're coming back to that that confidence and the question that we would be asking ourselves. And my question was going to be a little bit about feeling the edge into Mercury going into retrograde and then now where we are now as it goes direct because I think it's one of those nebulous kind of terms where people would think, oh, you know, Mercury was retrograde yesterday, today is direct, kind of like a light switch that you turn on in a room. And it's not quite as fast as a light switch, is it, Ia? No, it's not. Not at all. It's gradual. So what I always tell people is that when Mercury goes into uh, retrograde. Of course, we know it's it's days before, you know, or actually a week or two before it hits retrograde. So those 
multiple days prior to that, you're feeling that shift. There's something going on because the engine is slowly grinding to a halt. So you think mm-hmm. this really huge, giant um, wheel or engine, and it takes a moment. It's so huge, it takes a moment for it to stop, you know, something big like that. So it mm-hmm. so becomes it's rusty, it's slowing down, it's hiccuping, and then eventually retrograde happens. That's when we say it has stopped then. And as it begins to pick up, we have the 25th. No, it doesn't just lightning fast start again. It has to get some juice there. It begins to slowly move. If you can envision this in your mind, and then it is hiccuping, the the um, smokestack is sputtering and spouting, and it takes a, multiple days. You know, I think we got a week or two before it is completely moving forward. You know, all mm-hmm. things ahead. And so that's what we're, that's what we're going to So the 25th actually means that now it's the gears are beginning to move. That's all it means. It's not mm-hmm. Right. And so much like the older cars and the, not the new ones that you can just turn the key and boom, put it into drive. <laughs> you right. know, that that's what I think of as, as we're in this time right here, Sunday moving into the 25th tomorrow, is that right, you know, those engines, there's a bit of a warm-up. How does that look in my life? Have I kind of gone over what my plans are for this next part of the journey that the engine is powering up to to move the car through? Is like, is everything, you know, did I check the oil? Did I check the water? How are the tires doing? Do I have all the parts and the pieces of the movement of my vehicle, however, however that vehicle is related? to your life, you know, at this point. Like you said, um, we each have the different missions that we're on, and, um, you know, time will tell you, for, for the younger people on the phone, time will certainly tell you that this is how the old people said, be slow but sure. <laughs> be slow but sure. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and and check and recheck that, that your engine is in good health and, you mm-hmm. know, that your confidence is certainly comes back again to uh, what the oracle gave us in terms of weighing out, well, what are the things that I'm really confident about? What do I know that I know? And what am I moving through this time? Well, a little bit of doubt, not sure, kind of need to tighten this up or confirm that. So it really is about that, uh, again, inner conversation that we're having with ourselves and these um, wonderful tools and guides that we have to recognize the universe around us, not only what is it like in our bodies or in this earth, but also that we are a part of a greater universe that all has movement um, to it. So um, thank you for that insight. Appreciate that. And uh, Ia, did you have a follow-up question, or is there another sister star on the line with a question? Well, I definitely want to have a comment. I love Ia Astro Arisha Boo. <laughs> Every month, this is how I know I'll be going at it. My mm-hmm. readings are always confirmed by whatever she writes. And I, I have to call her out that she's on the money and that um, people need to know their, you know, 
planets and their moon, you know, energy especially. So they know emotionally how they pulled in, you know, prodded around, you know. You can get a more insight your own emotions, and that's what most people fail to recognize, how their emotions go. So I just want to say thank you for honoring us with uh, your brilliance and magnificence and greatness. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Yeah, you brought up a really good point, you know, because a lot of times I try to to, to to speak to that area where we're connecting the dots, and I think that you really just hit on it in that comment in terms of, you know, what what are the things that give us confidence and what are the things that take our confidence away. And I have found that tools such as this, astrology, knowing where your planets were, your, your home birth address, so to speak, where you started out from birth and... And then, of course, if um, Yoruba or Ifaja is the culture and the spiritual uh, practices that you have, to know when is my wind up, when am I a calm breeze, when is uh, I'm real watery and real given over to tears or feeling like uh, my emotions are on the rise, to, to really, you know, navigate that for your own self is to have a lot of information to make. You know, and they say the best decisions are made by those who are well-informed, whereas as I think those that are not, they just are kind of, um, the old people would say, kind of flip. You know, they feel this way now, this minute feel another way, and never really ask themselves why. What, what, what is it about me that makes me, uh, where are my triggers, where are my emotional hot spots, that kind of thing. And astrology is a great tool for really giving some language and some articulation to what we're experiencing in all of our bodies, our mental body, our emotional body, our spiritual body. So um, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, Eo, is there anything that you really want to give us a heads up on (laughs) going forward? I know you were touching a little bit into February, and we really are still in this uh, as I listen to the astrology. And, of course, way back at Chango Festival, I think I'm pretty sure it was last year, um, Ia uh, Oni Shango was uh, speaking to us about this long dance that Uranus, Shango, and Pluto, or Ya, are having. And while they come in and out and in and out of that dance, a little bit with Ogun over there, a little bit with uh, a local with Neptune in there, uh, where are we in the dance? If I'm not mistaken, I think she told us that the dance goes all the way through the end of this year, through 2016, uh, with. Um, uh, oh, yeah, doing a lot of time in Capricorn about the practical and, and the mechanics of things, how we get things done. Where are we with that? Uh, well, Uranus is still squaring Pluto. Um, mm-hmm. And we're going to be doing that for um, a bit longer. Um, we have Saturn. So right now it's trining Uranus, but... I can't remember. We have we have that we have Pluto and Saturn. They are going to be having a little dance as well. So we are going to be doing. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be dealing. um, Saturn and Pluto just had their first exact square. It's going to be three of them, and I'll have to get those dates to you all for the next time. But. You know, what we're dealing with, with, um, no, I'm sorry, Saturn and Neptune, not Saturn and Neptune, mm-hmm, Saturn mm-hmm. and Neptune, 
those are the two that are going to be dancing a lot together in 2016. Uh, going wow. into, uh, mm-hmm. So we're going mm-hmm. to be, you know, a lot with what is what is our reality versus our illusion. Okay. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's what we are going to be really working on on a collective conscious level um, for this year. Saturn and uh, Pluto are really uh, Saturn and Neptune. I keep saying Pluto because we were dealing with Pluto so much, but Saturn and Neptune. Saturn and Neptune. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so and so you know, bringing that to the Orisha again, that Saturn for those who don't know. Babaluaye, the actual right. season that we're in, you know, yeah. look again, all these inches and inches of snow and people being tested and people without power, it really brings it down to underline, underline, what is your reality? And while right. the um, the time things get quieter, there aren't any machines going or electrical things going, and so you do have that wonderful mystical area of Neptune that says, yeah, it could be illusion or it could be your dream or how do we um, sort of tweak our dreams because as sister stars, we know that we all have a great power to dream big, but we all have to balance it is what I hear you saying, balance it with that energy of Saturn that says, hey, check out, you know, what the restrictions are, what the limitations could be, what's going to really challenge you because unlike spring, summer, or fall, winter challenges us. It challenges us to stay warm. It challenges us in so many ways to be prepared for whether that basically we we can't do anything about except experience it. So, yes, indeed, that's that's, um, a nice challenging act. Can I ask who, who which, which Arisha represents Neptune? Yeah. Oh, local. Yeah. Oh, local. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the deep. what happens on the bottom of the sea. So mm-hmm. when you say yeah. that to me, I see spirituality and growth through limitations and setbacks. So oh, yeah. exactly. you have to hold on to their spirit. And know what you believe in because you're going to have so many challenges. And challenges in the way of health and all of that. So people really mm-hmm. got to be on God spiritually to hold on. And remember that, you know, God wants things to work for us, not against us. Ashe. I'll say thank you for that. So, yes, it is sad enough they're squaring. Just to let you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Saturn, yeah, they're squaring. Yeah, they're squaring. And so, so for me, you know, wow. the term squaring is like, you know, Saturn's in, in, in one um, one corner of the ring. <laughs> and, you know, Obaluye is in one corner of the ring. Neptune, Olokun is in the other corner. And now they're stepping out. And they're, and they're saying, <laughs> You know, they're saying, okay, well, well, what what are you bringing to the table? And so we're dealing with those two energies. And, yeah, you just, you said it. Everything you said is exact, exact, exact. So we're dealing with so many things. So, you know, uh, you also talked about the weather, this unpredictability with the weather. I mean, you're dealing with earth, but then yet it is. An upheaval. When you have those two squaring each other, we're talking about upheaval. We're talking about 
of the creation of illusions, delusions, realities. We're talking about just things that you can't quite put your finger on, like, well, what is going on? I don't really understand it. So even in this moon uh, forecast for this current moon time, it talks about uh, puzzling situations and occurrences that are happening, like people doing things for no rhyme or reason, like, well, what is that? Why is that happening? And that, you know, the moon reflects as it goes around its path for those 29.5 days. It's picking up vibrations from the the cosmos, from the okay. okay? And so then when it gets to that particular point of new or full, uh, that's the pinnacle of its energy, and they and it broadcast all those vibrations through our consciousness. And so priests will read that in a due form. But what is all of that? It is all those planetary energies. It's all those old cosmic energies that are accumulating. And for us to then pick up and, and then for us to figure out what it is. So when you talked about um, if you really need to know are you grounded in your spirituality, I mean, that is like one of the most, Powerful things to take. That's one of the most powerful lessons that we on the collective are going to go through this year. And in addition to so many other things of just things that's happening, we can't. Why did that happen? Why, you know, first it was 75 degrees. Now today it's snowing. What in the world? Yeah. But, you know, you know, I can go on and on and on. <laughs> I know. <laughs> We're just listening. It's so fantastic. We're so grateful for uh, your guidance. And for those who may not know, uh, we've been blessed to have with us this evening uh, Ia Olushoga of Astro Risha. And whenever you need that update, I understand, Ia, I want you to tell us a little bit about your newsletter. Um, I do know people can reach you right quick on Facebook because there's an Astro Risha Moon Facebook, but yeah, tell people uh, where they can where they can get connected, where they can learn more, and you know perhaps have a personal consultation with you in terms of where the planets and the stars are moving for them. Yes, definitely. Just visit me on my uh, webpage astrorishamoon dot com. That's A S T R O R I S A Moon all one word dot com and. You'll be able to see if it says um, contact us or know about us. Um, just click there. You can send me a, a voice message. It'll come straight to my mail. I will send you a voice message. There's also a link there. Where you can send me a written message. So you can contact me uh, if you have any questions. I would love to hear those questions. You have any insight, any concerns? I would love to hear all of that. And yes, you can get the forecast. We have the summarized version, which is available to everybody. And those forecasts are talking about the, the new and full moon. Uh, if you would like the actual newsletter that breaks it all down, and some of them we put up the keys that are related to the energies of the moon in there. Okay. Uh, you know, you have um, different, you have many different. Um, Messages. I also pinpoint specific dates when you need to look out for this, look forward for that. So because I work with cycles, I work with the moon and the moon deals with cycles. So it is very lunar and cyclic in in its form. And then, of course, if you want to get your own personal forecast reading, then, uh, again, contact me. We look at your 
three to three cycles in the year, they equal 12 months. It can be broken down one cycle is four months. So if you want to know what's going on, uh, what are the strengths, what are the weaknesses, what do you need to work on, all of that, um, I'll be happy to do that for you. Okay. And, of course, I do have my Facebook um, Asherisha Moon page, but if you go to my website, you'll you know you can also reach me as well. Well, it's been a joy and a pleasure having you, and I love 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 the fluid flow that I'm feeling in in the show because um, our, our next guest is is really going in that place just right there in the middle. Is I love it, you know, because I've been watching Creed too many times. Probably I love that whole again the um, analogy or the visual that you gave us of uh, Saturn in one corner and a low corner in another, and kind of yeah. where they meet. Yeah, where they meet in the middle is, yeah. is certainly yeah. That's where we're taking the conversation next uh, with my dear, dear, dear sister uh, Ayurende Makayla, uh, who will take us to that inner tracking place. It's such good work when we really, really get in whether we do it in nature or meditation is our practice or prayer or, you know, just the quiet sitting with the candle lit to really hear um, what the body, what all of the bodies are saying, you know, shut the mind down, quiet the mind down a little bit so that we can hear our energies in motion, e- those emotions, and also our spiritual. But, yes, we we definitely want to thank you again for being with us and, and you know, stay, stay, May stay with us. If, if you May I have the opportunity to ask her a question before your next guest comes on, please? Absolutely, Ia Baba, please. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, What I'd like to ask is uh, very, very simple. Um, I would like to know as far as what, 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 what in your life, what would help you in your life as knowing about uh, something as simple as your birth flower, your birthstone, um, uh, um, uh, your birth signs, your birth colors. Uh, would all of that have anything to do with uh, being a part of this show, what you're speaking of? You're asking me, Ia Baba, or you're asking no, I'm uh, asking uh, Ia Lushoga? I'm asking our guest. Yeah, Okay, and you, you want to know if birth flowers or birth signs or birth stones have anything to do with the show? No, we with your with your with your with your astronaut is um uh um being and in what way does will these things help you uh spiritually by knowing them even? Oh, okay. All right. So for if a person is interested in working with with um the essence, floral essence, then uh-huh. then of course the birth flower and if they have a system that they use those particular uh, flowers to, or I say those floral essences to um, change, it's more so the chakra energies of that particular person. Like if they are a moon type person and they uh-huh. need to be more fiery, you know, they're more watery, mm. they more fiery, then they would be using these type of tools. They would be using uh-huh. 
the stone, then we're going into chakra healing. We're, we're talking, you know, we're also talking about, you know, uh, placing these stones in certain places, making elixirs for certain things to change and shift the energy. So all of this ah. is important and mm. these things um, in many different ways, yes. So these things do uh, would have uh, a meaning in your life. Uh, astronauts, how did these things come about um, as far as being uh, uh, your particular um, flower or your particular color even, you know? Because I understand there is, you know, uh, everyone has a, a color like the Gemini or the all the different ones. They have, a, they have colors just like the Orishas have different colors, you know? Yes, yes, yes. All the um, all the characters of the planets they have different colors. The planets will have different colors. Yes, all of that exists. All of that is is pretty much the same. So, you know, I okay. myself, yeah, I myself don't work with floral essence per se. Uh-huh. I do work with herbs, but not the floral essence per se in a way that people usually think about that. Um, but anytime anybody who's a healer and they know that, you know, they, there's, there's yellow for a particular thing that you want to happen, there's orange for a particular thing that you want to happen, you're dealing with energy, you're dealing with shape-shifting energy so that you can get a specific effect. So that's what all of these are for. And so even people who are astrologers, who are mediumistic astrologers or intuitive astrologers, they will very much so use colors, you know. They're like, okay, well, you're a Gemini, and you may need to be using blue and, and yellow um, for your certain time of year. I do know some yeah, astrologers yeah, that do that. It's, it's quite, it's quite, uh, yeah. it's quite, it's, it's quite a coincidence that uh, I am a Gemini, <laughs> and uh, and I I am a Shango. You know, and um, my side uh, color for the Gemini is red and white, and Shango's color is red and white. You know, so there's something out there, you know, that's linking that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. My son, he's, he's a uh, Shango Gemini too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so yeah, the bird color, the bird color, my bird color is uh-huh. red and white. Oh. And my first Alicia is Sean Gold. He's red and white. So I'm saying, wow, yeah. I'm going to ask this lady, you know. Yeah. Well, you can go into the science of that, of looking at, okay, well, what kind of Gemini are you? You know, are you a first mm-hmm. decan, a second decan, a third decan? And then it's just, you know, because Gemini, we're dealing with um, an air sign. So, When's your, you don't have to tell me the year, but when is your birthday? What's the month and the day? Uh, June the 19th. You say June the 19th? Yes, ma'am. Okay. I'm the Gemini that doesn't change. I'm not the changeable Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, you know, I'm looking at, like, okay, so are you the first or the second? So you're a third decan. Uh, okay. Okay. So, let's see. Well, this is very enlightening, Yabu. <laughs> yes, indeed
Mm-hmm. I say, but we have to keep track of the time because that's like 34 minutes. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, I've worked so long to get on to my stuff to piles up. I'm so sorry. <laughs> But That's what you do so is just, you know, go to my website or go to Facebook and, you know, send me a message and I'll be happy to answer your questions, okay? Okay, thank you very much. Have a great night. All right. Thank mm-hmm. you, and so I'm going to follow it up as we switch over. I'm going to do a couple of things. You know what a multitask I am. First, I'm going to say, Queen Mother, um, if we don't have the ability to play any of our beautiful uh, audios, then I'm certainly oh, going to ask her. Oh, I was trying to pull it up. I was trying and to you know what? I'll ask her to sing her way in here because it's just such a beauty to have her voice bring us all into that um, temple. There's a song she knows I love um, where we go into the temple together, and it's such a beautiful song. So that's really good. On the Iababas, um, and I just want to kind of footnote that, that, yes, there is a medical astrology, and that will tell you um, your crystal, your, your flower, your herb, and it breaks oh. it all down. And how that goes together, Ia, is kind of like looking at the seven chakras in the universe. If we went down deep into the earth to the crystal level, we could we could begin there in the physical and the tangible and, and go all the way up just like a rainbow does into the outer atmospheres of the planets themselves. And so how the colors and all of that come into play is all wrapped wow. up. Wow. Yeah, what I thought about is, like, that's a great show for February. We should really get people on who do the work in color therapy and, you know, sacred geometry, which our our next guest also uh, dabbles in that area as well. So just to footnote that, if that was a question for anybody else, they can Google medical astrology and certainly see how all those connections are made. Mm -hmm. And before I I, I go off, I just want to say that her. Her Gemini is ruled by Shango. It's a Gemini. Oh, yep. So, yep. Uh, so with that, <laughs> wow. Yep, that's why she wow. is the king of royal Shango. Absolutely. Yeah, Gemini. Wow. All right, so is my beloved there, 704-975, I think is the number you're looking for, yeah, or she might be on the house phone. I am on the You are. And so, yeah, will you do us the honor of just singing us into the temple before we go into talking with you this evening? Ayurendi Makaila. Did I catch you up? I never catch you up. You love to sing. (laughs) Oh, no, I'm fine with that. (laughs) And I heard you say you wanted me to sing. Uh, creator, your home in the temple. Yes, yes, you know that's my song. I love it. It just brings us into such a peaceful space. All right. Um, well, I was looking for my sacred geometry cards when mm-hmm. you pulled me into the conversation, and I have my flute downstairs. So I thought I might play the flute into singing a song, if that works for you guys. It does, or you could you could even do that at the tail end, and then we could have a song coming in and a song going out. But you know, don't let me get greedy. <laughs> All right, that's uh, All right, hold on. <clears throat> Oh, my heart. 
Creator, you're in the temple of my heart. And the more that I pray, let me love. Awaken me in me. And we have been blessed with the angelic voice of Ayo, Ayo Rende, Makayla, Milburn Thomas, Ade Lumo, and I don't mind saying all those names because uh, this sister comes to us bigger than life. She always sits in my life bigger than life, a Taurus and a mother of three, a sacred activist, um, also starting her new, her own radio show tomorrow, um, an amazing visual and performing artist, a songwriter. She wrote the song that we just heard. You know, we could really go on, but I'm sure as we get into the conversations that you've brought for us this evening around sacred activism and um, the conscious evolution and how we can all be a part of that moving forward to the better world we all know is possible. Um, Sister stars, rise and shine, we welcome uh, Ayurende Makayla. Ashe, Ashe, how are you, Sister Love? Ashe. Is she there, or did she sing her way to the heavens? Oh, sorry. I, pre- I was moving, and I pressed the mute button by mistake. Okay. <laughs> All right. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, so welcome, much. Sister. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here with you all. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I have um, kind of as a segue to move from what you all were speaking of um, in terms of crystals and the Orisha and flowers and signs and colors, um, I would like to uh, put my two cents in there as to why it is that, and it has to do with vibration. I share. Everything is vibration. I have a song uh, and some spoken word that 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 speaks to that. Um, but it's that's how it is that we come into form, and we forget who we are, so that we can uh, recreate ourselves. We can learn learn what we need to learn without the interference of uh, whatever in past lives. Um, but we come into form, into vibration. And so all of these things vibrate at a certain frequency Frequency. (laughs) to remind us who we are. So whether it's a color or a bird or, I mean, really, as we begin to pay attention to these multi-levels of being, whether the crystal family or the plant family or the light family, the human family, we begin to have, uh, it gives us clues as to who we are and what we came here to do. You know, and the more we awaken to those signs, the more we can follow where they are, uh, where they they lead, where the map is leading us. So if we didn't know that a green light and a red light had any certain meaning, we might walk into the middle of the street 
and not realize that it was trying to teach us stop right now because there's a truck coming. And, of course, if we don't pay attention to those signs or we don't know how to read those signs, we can fall into, you know, dismay, disrepair. Something can happen to us simply by because we're ignorant as to who we are, what's really going on, and how we can tune in particularly to the signs around us that are there for us, leading us to our destiny. I think that was a great footnote, and and frequency is the key. That was really a really good way to to answer it simply for for uh, Iababa is that it all gets down to frequency and vibration. And, of course, mm. with this huge awakening that we're in on the planet, which I know you're going to speak a little bit more about, um, I, I guess I would put the same um, question forward, really, that I did to Ia Olushove, which is, um, you know, women and sister stars, we hope, are coming into these conversations, looking for what helps them connect the dots. So um, when we when we bring words to the table like frequency and vibration, um, you know, we, we really have to think about that. We have to remember that we have to stop and say, yeah, yeah, the sun vibrates at a certain frequency, that's why it's hot. Or, you know, the moon does this and that's, you know, all of those things, every single thing, water being hot or cold or, or anything in between, all the forces of nature, which are the Orishas, everything we know, ourselves included, have frequency and vibration. So, uh, beloved, as you move through the conscious parties and the wonderful work you do, um, how do you break that down for people at the really simple level where they can begin to connect the dots? All right, I'm so glad that you asked me that. Um, I have a song here called Vibration that I think breaks it down. And I, in my performances or presentations or when I share in front of a group of people, I try to ask for them to participate along with me because, number one, I don't have my band with me. <laughs> so you all get to be my backup singers. And number two, when we interact with a thing, we embody it to a different degree, right? When we're just watching, that's one thing. We're watching and listening, that's another layer. And we're watching and listening and participating. We incorporate the information, literally, you know, more deeply. So um, if you all would be willing, I heard somebody trying to sing along with me um, a minute ago as I was singing Creator. And Oh, you know that was me. <laughs> yes, so this song is called Vibration, and it goes like this, if you guys uh, might be willing. And even if you don't, I'll go ahead and do it. But um, if you're willing, the um, the background singers go like this. vibration 
an imprint in the tar, vibration in vernacular that tells you who you are. It's called vibration. Mm, like palpitation. A soulful emanation. A heartbeat of a nation. Go on and tell the congregation. You've come into manifestation. To circulate appreciation and resonate your true vibration. Because everything, everything, everything is vibration. When you're in tune, you're like a radio station. So listen, listen, listen with anticipation, and you'll pick. Up on your divine information. So everything we see and everything we are is the result of energy pulsating from afar. It starts off as a nothing. Sound, rhythm, wave, and then it resonates creating form, and then begins again. It's called vibration. Like a palpitation. A soulful emanation. It's the heartbeat of a nation. Go on into the congregation. You've come to manifestation to circulate appreciation and resonate your true vibration. It's also true that inside you is a pulsing beat from heartbeat to the words you say, no matter how discreet that culminates as it vibrates from your head down to your feet and resonates in such a way that makes you quite unique. It's called vibration. Oh, it's like a salvation. So A heartbeat of a nation. Because everything, everything, everything is vibration. When you're in tune, you're like a radio station. So listen, listen, listen. It's anticipation. And you'll pick up on your divine information. Thank you so much. I just love it. And she plays drums and a number of instruments. It's so amazing. Magnificent. So so to me, everything starts with that 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 nothing, that blackness, that 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 as we look up into the sky, the the divine mother. I would say that God is a woman because we know that first of all, everything that that 
emanates naturally, that comes into form naturally, comes from the female, right? We know that. And then we look up in the black, black sky and we see all those little white dots, that whether it be a sun or a star, it emanated from that no-thingness, that blackness, that soil, that soul that is woman, right? And everything comes from that no-thing, that silence, into the first Mm. beat. And then as it comes more into beat and beat and beat again, it's like the heartbeat. It comes into a wavelength, a pattern. And that pattern over time is what creates everything. Everything has its own vibration. That's that's why it is that when we are casting the shells that or or whether we're holding a pendulum that we get the answer that is in vibration with yes. Absolutely yes, or no, not right now, or you know, hell no, don't ask again. Right, everything has its own vibration, and as we ask the question, it's connected to the answer. It's connected just because it's unseen to us in that moment. That very question is connected to its answer, and as we cast the shells, or as we as we hold that pendulum, as we ask that question and listen for the answer, the vibration that is connected to is what brings it back through the airwaves, through our energy body, through our physical body into form, or through the earth body into form. That very slowly the waves of the Grand Canyon were formed by the waves of the water that came from the sides and coalesced with the water that was already here. And so that that is how I would say that it all is connected. Mm-hmm. Quite simple, absolutely, quite absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for the for the visual and the clarity around that. And um I know that's gonna segue us into saying, What's up? I know you've been working with conscious parties and a lot of these conversations and the fun of bringing music and various games to it that um, we each can do in our, our communities or certainly can um, uh, connect with you to have you come and do it. So tell us a little bit about that and the movement you got going on, girl. All right. All right. I don't mind if I do. You know, I don't mind if you do. Yeah. Right. We've been watching, I say, over the past couple of years and really seeing what would appear to be an escalation in um, dramatic, scary, violent, um, polarizing behaviors. It seems to be, you know, an escalation of these things. And we can, um, you know, in the past I have felt that, you know, all these gifts and talents that that I had, I need to figure out the way in the dominant matrix to share them in a way that was, I don't know, maybe that fit with the, I don't know, the power structure, like, you know, yeah, mainstream, right, exactly, you know, you're a singer-songwriter, you should be on stage, you should be doing it this way or that way, and, you know, as I dibbled and dabbled and tried to step in that arena, the doors did not fly open. But as I began to see these things happening, I felt like the various um, pathways. Um, I'm a truth seeker and a truth speaker, so I've gone down many a road, sacred, um, trying to find why is it like this? 
who knows about it and what can we do? What can we do about it? And um, now more than ever, it just feels incumbent upon me to use whatever means necessary to to share the information that I have found. And so toward that end, I have created a number of different ways to share this information. One is a radio station, really, and I won't even I won't even claim that I created that uh, spirit. Literally, just put it before me. I wasn't before the first of the year. I was not planning that, but spirit just was like, okay, now it's time, and here's your platform. And so I have a radio program. Uh, we have a radio show uh, station here called WGIV the soul of Charlotte, and you can tune into my show every Monday from 9.30 to 10, um, Monday mornings. Uh, And you go to it by going to either um, WGIVCharlotte.com, www.WGIVCharlotte.com, and then you go to the... um, uh, the link at the top that tells you the names of the show. I, I'll go into that later. I'm also doing um, these person, like in-person platforms called Conscious Parties where we get to um, explore these different issues of our time, like racism, um, this issues of feminine versus masculine, and I bring it home to know ye not that ye are the gods. That really, that's where we're going to. That's what inner, that's what entertainment is, right? Like we've been going outside of ourselves, looking for the gurus, looking for the answers, looking for the government to take care of us, looking for, and now is the time for inner standing. Now is the time to come into the, you know, none of those sources that we're looking to brought us into form, even if we look to our parents, right? They they are the, planted the seed, perhaps, but inside that seed is the life force that is that is God, inside okay. that seed, right? And so if we can learn the techniques, the tools, the technologies to turn in and, yes, see that this color, this bird, this um, orisha, this these things are a reflection of who I am. Okay. And that who I am is, you know, is non is not destroyable. It's been created by something much greater than the circumstances of okay. our current conditioning, current programming, right? And the more we can tune into that, we can wake up to a greater power and then stand up and we are we we cannot be harmed by those lesser beings that are seeking to destroy us hmm. by manipulating us into fear. Hmm. And so the shows, the conscious party, are a fun way of playing with these concepts of how we might create a more beautiful world, how we might come into the sacred teachings in a way that's outside of the box outside mm-hmm. of the traditional ways that we've come to understand these this kinds of information, outside of the church, for example, right? We go to shows to be entertained, enter the outside of the body, inner, the inner part of us still remains untouched even after we walk away with the T-shirt or the CD or whatever, 
but if we can go home with a song that 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 we participated in moving our bodies to that the words are are reminding us who we really are you know if we go home with some incense or some candles or some things that we can put in our environment as we remember ourselves through the music, through the movement, through all of these things, we literally can begin to shift our experience from the inside out, setting the tone, posting it out like all things naturally do. If you drop a penny in a pond, it's going to ripple out and affect Mm -hmm. everything that it touches in that trajectory until it becomes a wave in the tide of the ocean. You know, we're all connected. These the Energy is real. Just because you can't see energy floating through the airwaves, yet you go to turn on your lights and it works, right? You, you go to turn right. on your microwave and that thing is cooked. Energy is real. And so it's, we have to be mindful of the things that we think. We have to be mindful of the things that we tell ourselves. We have to be mindful of the vibration that we're putting out there because it reverberates back to us. And we as people of color have been duped for hundreds of years and we're continually being, uh, a broadcast system is continually being broadcast over us so that the tell-live vision tells us a story of who we are not and yet, uh-huh. since it is something that we have seen since we entered onto the planet, it's hard to overcome that programming. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, entertainment and you might have to art repeat that because <laughs> Queen, what you might have yes. to repeat that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what uh, is happening as you are speaking this great information. There's static, so I did close everybody's line except ours. Uh, but I need you to repeat that because it did, um, you know, have some problems, and what you said was so very important. All right. Um, I had my headphones on. Maybe you can hear me better now. I unplugged it, and I've got you on speaker. Is that better? Okay. Yes. Does that Does that make a difference? Yes, it did. All right. Sorry about that. All right. Well, where <laughs> where did I leave off? Where did I? Well, where, you were where talking. Again? again. Please share with us the reason why we're uh, being, well, you don't have to, you could explain to us what is going on with us and, with the lies and how we are not working with the inner self to achieve what we need to do? Well, it's understandable that we're not working with the inner self because we're not taught to do that ever. And a very, you know, from the very moment we open our eyes, people are goo-goo-ga-ga-ing us and telling us what we should do and think about, right? And then we get put into schools and we get put into systems that that move us away from entertainment, and I'm 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 here to tell you that that is deliberate. You know, not everyone <laughs> knows that. Not everyone that's participating is participating, knowing that. But it's the system is so pervasive that we're all none of us are exempt from being 
influenced by these systems. And these systems might look like education. They might look like health. They might look like religion. They might look like uh, the judicial system. There, there, there are really at least 12 different ways, different aspects of our society that are so entrenched in our way of doing, being, having, knowing, seeing that we are, you know, to, to try to unplug from any of it without getting sucked into the rest of it and sucked right back into the system, you know, we really have to be vigilant, really have to be vigilant. And the thing to be vigilant to is inner, right? The the deeper in you go, the more to the truth you get, right? So the more you get closer to the creator, the creator is is the, is that energy that even if you had amnesia, you are still I am, right? You, you Who is breathing you now if you don't remember who you were? If you don't remember who you were born, what your name was, what your favorite color was, any of that anymore, still, even though you have amnesia, you're breathing, you're looking around, you're seeing things, things are influencing, you're talking, you're, you're getting ideas about things. Who is that I am? That I am is eternal. That I am is, is connected to the source that is breathing you even when you're sleeping at night. That I am is, is always with you and is intelligent. Every cell in our body is intelligent. When we have pains and aches and so on and so forth, that intelligence is trying to call our attention. Pay attention. You know, your arm is hurting. You need to reach out. You, you know, your, your, your heart is hurting. There's some heartbreak there. You know, your head is hurting. There's something that's caught, you, you need to be thinking about or let go of thinking. Right? All of these things are vibration have to do with a pulse, uh, zero, one, zero, one, zero, one, zero, one becomes a, a pattern that becomes uh, then a wavelength that brings things into form. And when things get stuck, they get stuck in a certain place, things get blocked up like a traffic jam, that causes dis-ease and dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Now, as that mm-hmm. relates to us as beings, on the planet, remembering who we really are, we come into form, this, this eternal energy comes into form to create. And as we get here, we forget how awesome we are, how amazing we are, how grand we are, how big, big, bigger, bigger, bigger than this little tiny body that we're in because from the very beginning, we are goo-goo-ga-ga'd into believing that we just need to go along with these things that have been put into place. Uh, And so the way out of that spell now is inner attainment. Yeah, I wanted to uh, just surprise you that we have three minutes. See, I'm so fascinated. I'm hanging on every word. So I'm kind (laughs) of like letting the time go. But we do have three minutes and six seconds, so I do want you to, although we'll still be on the air, you know, we'll not be on the air on the Internet, but we will still, anybody that's called in can still listen to us. People that's on the computer 
won't be able to listen to us. We'll cut off. Mm-hmm. But um, wow, this has been phenomenal. Just phenomenal show. We have had Absolutely. so many Absolutely. And I, in our last three minutes, I just want to kind of put a real, you know, one of those, like the car and the engine, one of those real visuals, having gone to um, to my dear friend's um, conscious party. And uh, the game we played was musical chairs, which who didn't come up playing that game. And, um, you know, it, it being in that setting of, okay, we're going to think out of the box and, you know, the rules are there are no rules and go forward. And so the music starts and, of course, you know, when the, when the music stops, the chairs are removed. And, and so as we got down to it, because people had stepped out of that box of conditioning, you know, some people say, well, I'll just go and get one of those chairs and bring it on over because I'm going to sit down. And another person saying, I'm going to sit on your lap, you know. And so the actual, to see the energy of the creativity of I am that I am that says this is the power of of what and who we are when we have moved outside of the box, when there is no more box and we are absolutely free to create. So I just do want to make that plug for the conscious parties. Again, my friend Ayurende Makayla does have um, – Facebook and also website, I believe, is um, iosinthevoice.com. And, um, you know, stay in touch, of course, through Sister Queens Rise and Shine. You can always connect again to any of our guests that have been on. And I knew, certainly, between these two stars, uh, that this show would go really quickly. I, I, I was well aware because um, the, both of them are very potent and, and the information that they bring uh, is very potent. So, um, Ayurende, thank you uh, for all of your talents, for, for blessing us with song and, and having it live, having it pre-recorded is one thing, but having it live was truly, truly our blessing. And I know that all the sisters listening this evening have been well fed for this full moon energy, just really well fed. Uh, we each go away with, with some powerful stuff to um, to chew on and, and, and to really, you know, go deeper and stop looking outside of ourselves for the leader and remember the I am that I am inside, that divine spark that, that comes uh, as we take that breath into the earth school for this journey. Um, Queen Mother, I'm, I'm going to say, um, at I guess it, we're at the 8.30, we're at the bottom of the half hour, and I know we want to plug a couple of things. I know we want you to speak a little bit about uh, Sister Stompin' and Selma. Definitely give us a word or two before we uh, leave the edge. Oh, absolutely, but we've, we've left the air. Uh, okay. I, I unfortunately did not schedule it for 1.20. I said it for 90, I need to get glasses because I've made a couple of foobahs not having my glasses to accurately see just going too fast. But uh, my, um, you know, my commitment to organizing women that are interested in our Me and Mother's March to end this negativity, what you were saying, uh, actually what Ia was saying about, uh, you know, consciousness raising and being conscious of the negativity that's going on around the planet, and especially to our boys, uh, 
you know, being murdered, our daughters being murdered in jail, you know, all of these things, police, killing our children, and most importantly, sexual abuse of our babies, you know, of our children and rising them into all kinds of negative lifestyles because they activate that energy before it's time and activate it without any real purpose behind it other than abuse and, uh, you know, exploitation. So we really want to get it together. The child abuse, sexual abuse rate has risen 60%, you know, in the last few months. And we have to fight for our children. So we will be going uh, to Selma March 4th, 5th, and 6th to um, do the stomping energy to manifest our abundance as mothers to end these negative things against our children. Absolutely, and we invite sisters to reach out to you through Queen Mother for Real blog radio. Uh, Also, they can come to the Kindred of Sangoma website. Um, Also to um, the House of House of Oracles there in Atlanta. Any of those places to just uh, let us know your interest. Again, we chose Selma because of the powerful historic energy there, um, not only from the march uh, led by Dr. King from Selma to Montgomery, but just the power of the foot soldiers that remain there to this day from 1963, um, very much standing on behalf of, again, young people. And a lot of people don't know that whole history, which we could go on and do a whole show, and maybe probably we will in February on the young people that we saw. If you saw the movie um, The Butler or Selma, that it was young people, young people who were trying to stand up for voter rights. And, uh, you know, again, one thing led to another and violence ensued. So we figured it'd be a really good place for women to come in the sacred, have a powwow, and uh, stomp our prayers into the earth. And so, again, that's the first weekend in March. And uh, we'll have more about it uh, in the upcoming shows for sure. I say, and remember, you can contact Ifa House of Worship on Facebook or you can call us at uh, 404-902-9795 and get whatever um, information you need. We're needing someone to work with us to put together our page and our GoFundMe page. So we're mm-hmm. looking forward to a lot of sisters joining us, sister queens joining mm-hmm. us. This is our time. To rise and shine. But, you know, we can continue to go on because we we still are being recorded. So if you mm-hmm. want to continue, I oh, I right. a real crucial point. You know, we can <laughs> really definitely hear more from you. Because mm-hmm. you're... I think I have a question for Io. If you're still there, I'm still here. Oh, great! And so, um, a lot of times when we when we come to the show, I know a lot of sisters they write, and I'm sure now if I went on the machine, you know, we'd have different 
um, uh, feedback that comes back, and, and surely that will happen with your radio show, and surely that happens with conscious parties. And, you know, I'm really looking in, in more and more one-on-one conversations and or platforms like this for things that we really do when we when we step away from the phone, as you said, and, and I love the way you said it, but it probably was understated, is that uh, this conditioning that each of us have been, uh, I don't know, I won't say blessed with and, and not exactly cursed with, but we've been experiencing in the earth school Subject. is that now our job becomes more vigilant. Yeah, speak to that piece right there in terms of what it really looks like to be vigilant because it's just not as simple as, oh, I'm going to boycott this or I'm oh, not yeah. going to do that. You know, I'm kind of done with the things we're not going to do and really wanting to talk to more stars like you that are giving us the tools of what we should do. So when you speak to us being more vigilant, um, what are some of the tools that, that you would um, offer for women that do want to take a vigilant stand? Oh, that's an excellent question. Um, well, let's think about it like this. Let's think about an hourglass. Now, an hourglass literally where the little, you know, a few grains of sand can pass through a tiny hole little at a time until eventually it becomes full on that other side. But if we tip that hourglass over or if we put it away before it finishes or if we look at it every once in a while and we put it up and then we go off and we're distracted and when we come back, it's been knocked over. You know, so vigilance looks like, number one, um, I'll speak to a few different things. Number one, having a clear vision of what we would love to experience, what we would prefer. Right, the first thing that we are doing in in many cases, and it's a very it's it's conditioning. So it's don't you know be easy, gentle with ourselves. But it's like if I ask you, what would you love to experience? You know, many many people before they can get to what they would love, they can tell me about twenty things that they don't want, or exactly. they can tell me what they want other people to do. Exactly. Right, right. but right now, right here, right now. Think for a moment, what would you love personally to experience? What would bring you joy in the area of your health and wellness, in the area of your career or your expression in this world, in the area of relations, relationships, and what's the fourth one? Oh, time and money freedom. Mm-hmm. Time and money freedom. I'll tell you, I personally get stuck on that time, money, freedom one a lot. Mm-hmm. And I, I might be wrong about this, but I think it's a, it's a more deeply embedded conditioning in in people of color, uh, you know, that, that especially on this continent, especially on this continent. Because with the invention of this concept of money as the currency that we exchange, Lord knows, we have currency. We are beings of electromagnetic currency. We are currency. In fact, that's what's being traded on Wall Street right now. Those numbers, those Social Security numbers, are correlate to who, to us, being traded right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I digress. 
<laughs> I digress. But, <laughs> but what we can do to be vigilant against that is first, well, you know, become more and more informed. Keep going down those rabbit holes. Become inquisitive. Ask the questions and get the answers and then ask the next question. But more importantly, look within for those questions and answers. Look within. What what must I do to feel uh, healthier in this area? What must I do, you know, to have better relationships? What must I do to, to have more freedom or more time? And sometimes you might get a crazy answer back. Write it down, whatever it is. And then be so courageous as to do that thing. And then do that again. Doing it again with consistency. Writing down what would you love to experience in these four areas. If you do this alone and revisit that every day or every week, and even have partners of accountability that help you to remember what I said I was going to do, why am I doing that? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da. It, it helps you stay chugging along and not get pulled in any direction, even if it's a good direction, even if it's your husband, your spouse or your children or your job calling your attention or the news, the negative news. The more we focus on those things, even if we don't want them, the more we give that energy, currency. If we withdraw our energy from that and put it on the more beautiful world, put it on the vision of what we can create, what we would love to have, and lean into that, we will have different results in 365 days than if we didn't do that. I say, it's so true, and you know the thing that we we meet a lot in in, in our walk uh, of this uh, activating the sacred is that unfortunately the conditioning is so deep, as you said, um, that to really look at that wall of you know why do I have this running laundry list of what I don't like, don't want, don't want to do, and and yet if I try to even move my mind over to my creator, I am that I am, and, and, and all is infinite and possible, um, I have a hard time. And as you said there, it's probably because we don't spend a lot of time in that place. And no. uh, we do. No, we don't. And we find that, um, you know, a number of times this is why we do the Women's Weekend, which I'm, I'm realizing now I didn't do that giveaway, but we'll try and do it during the week online, um, of, of women just taking that time, whatever it is, to um, – to give themselves permission to even have that adventure in the inner in the inner uh, lands of their soul, and oh, and yeah. not be distracted and not have the things that pull at us or take us away from that um, that inner conversation because it is a powerful one to have and definitely moving forward in 2016 in a time when 
a lot of things are coming to completion and those of us who know that we know that we know uh, are clearing the way for that one vibration coming up to us in 2017 and um, that's what it's about. It's a clearinghouse kind of deal. It's like it's like when you go to the store and see the clearance signs. There are certain mm. things that are going to come up to the top and we have to go, hmm, why do I think that again? Oh, right, the conditioning. And we have to kind of mark that thing down or give it away or recycle it or do whatever is necessary because know what? It's taking up space. A lot, Lots of times the question that will come is like, well, yeah, how do you think about all those things that you just live right over there in the sacred? Well, what happened was I cleaned out the cluttered closet of the conditioning and things that other people, other influence had stuffed inside of my being for many years. I cleaned it out. I had a house cleaning party and I cleaned out those, um, those closets that were just overrun with stuff that no longer serves a purpose to the mission. And um, I love your, your first point, which is to always stay clear without vision, to know um, what is it that we're really looking at and what's it going to take to get there. You know, what, what's it really going to take out of us? Now, again, not looking out of ourselves, but what are the um, intimate and personal changes that we can make in order to begin um, really fortifying the mission? Well, every little bit, you know, helps. That's why I talk about that, grains of sand, you know. So the intimate thing might look like waking up a little earlier or going to sleep a little earlier or uh, changing your diet in some way, even in a small way to drink more water, you know, or um, or spending time in nature. But making a commitment to listening to that voice you know, just that alone and giving yourself a, a period of time where I'm just going to listen to that voice and do what it tells me. You know, this is the beginning of trusting your creator that's within you always. You know, instead of trusting these other external things. And the more we trust our creator, the more we'll be able to see what is subterfuge. Mm-hmm. You know, what are phantoms dancing in front of us, offering us, you know, kicks and giggles or whatever? <laughs> the know? entertainment, yes. Yes, the entertainment. And mm-hmm. when we feel a sense of that entertainment, and my God, it can take it, it, take, it can take a long time or it can take a nanosecond. You know, everybody's different. But as we wake up, we bring more energy to more people waking up. And as we all wake up, as opposed to this zombification that they are pumping over the airwaves, oh. right? As we wake mm-hmm. up, you know, we can shake that shit off. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's we exactly what's you. happening. We're really getting to watch people who are waking up, and it's almost like lost. But you know, I, I equate it to new babies. And new babies, when they wake up and they're crying, they're kind of startled. They were over there with the angels and the fairies, and then they they come back, their eyes are open, and they're like, oh, someone come get me. And, you know, good mothers, good mothers (laughs) tend to, are you hungry? Are you dry? What are your needs? Do you need to be held or hugged? 
And that really is a picture that I hold in my head in every moment when that conditioning comes back to, oh, this is the business of the t- t- today, is to, is to just remember to have that gentle care because we are beings that are in a very profound awakening at this time on the planet. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Most, most I started... I started to switch gears and ask you if you actually reached your um, sacred geometry deck, and then I realized I that I just have to have you back on to do another whole show on sacred geometry and how that kind of comes into play. But do you want to say a little bit about that as we close the show out? Sure, sure. And I, I'll i take it to what what I was speaking of at the beginning, which has to do with binary code, right, which has to do with... First, there's nothing. There's black sky. Then there's a dot. And then there's two dots, and then you connect those two dots, and you have a line. And you have a division now. You have that mm-hmm. line extending into infinity. You have one side, and then the other side. And then you could just be the line, which extends in both directions into infinity. So as as these concepts expand out, we have all of the building blocks, all of the first one-dimensional, then two-dimensional, then three-dimensional, and then really ultimately multidimensional. Gotcha. Right. We have the building blocks that molecularly, vibrationally make up everything in the universe. We have, like, the Lego blocks of life. Mm-hmm. All right, and so sacred geometry is a way almost like mapping the stars. You know, our ancestors would get from point A to point B on the planet by following the map of the dots in the sky. Okay. Right now, if you were on the other side of those dots looking down on the planet, you could see that coming down into three-dimensional form, you know, those dots, actually are three-dimensional. It's not, you know, a line of dots. It's a, a matrix cascade of dots. Of dots. Yeah. Yes. And those cascades yeah. of dots, if you connected them three-dimensionally, ultimately become mountains and buildings and blades of grass. Mm-hmm. You know, everything has its own matrix. Everything its own zero, zero, one, zero, one. Right? So... Looking at sacred geometry is recognizing the sacredness of the mathematic principles in everything. And everything. You all that woo-wooiness out of it. That's what I love. That's what's so juicy to me, right? Because, you know, these other things are subject to interpretation and misinterpretation. You know, when mm-hmm. it's this Jesus God versus this Buddha God versus this Orisha even. Right? Everybody's got their opinions about that. But dang it, math, like, dude, it just makes sense no matter what language you speak. Because it's natural. It's in every single thing. It's encoded in your own DNA. Once you wake up to it, you're like, dang, you see it everywhere. Mm -hmm. You can't not see it. Mm -hmm. It awakens you up to multi-whole nother level. So the cards, if you will, and, you know, not all decks are alike. I personally have this deck that, again, I pick a deck that is not that woo-woo-y. They have some that are very kind of subject to interpretation. They have pretty pictures on there, and it's it's, it's kind of, you know, artsy or, or angel talking. 
this deck is not that. This is just like the square brass tack of <laughs> first there's nothing, then there's a dot, then there's, you know, a line, and you're like, dang, that makes sense. And then you can even, if you want to take it deeper, use um, mathematical tools like levels and the little thing, um, a protractor that you stick a point and you can make spirals and you can begin to understand how everything um, evolves out of, you know, a tiny thing into a, a, another form, into another form, into another form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it helps you, it, it begins to shape your mind totally differently than the linear ABC123 that we've been told. Mm-hmm. So all right? So that, that's the, like, the back framework of it. That's the blueprint of it. That's the why of it. Right? And then how it how what what it does what you know, like what it tells you is specific to you as you pull this card or you pull that card. It's specific to your vibration. The mm-hmm. answer that's connected to the question that you are asking. Mm-hmm. Right, thank you for that. You know, there are two things that came to mind, and it, it kind of hits where you were from the black void to the dot, um, because I heard myself saying it a number of times to various sister queens that we were in conversation with uh, this week, and it, it seems like a real good way to come out of this powerful uh, evening of conversation. And, you know, what I heard myself saying, which was said to me, who knows, a zillion times by the old aunties and the grandmothers that raised us, um, is that a true queen makes a way out of no way. And, you know, uh, so many times when women go, well, I can't do this and I don't have that, I don't have enough money. uh, And what I hear, and and it speaks to, like, you know, how we do begin to hear things differently or see things differently, is that black void, is is that place where all possibilities are. And if you find yourself in that place, maybe frustration got you there or lack got you there or uh, the lack of confidence or the lack of a particular thing, just know that you are in the place of all creation because Mm -hmm. in this day and time, true queens are going to make a way out of no way. And, and, Mm -hmm. And that literally brings us from this wonderful void of all possibilities into what we can create. And so... You know, I put that out there and just thank you again for the many, many offerings that you've given us this evening and tools, really good tools that women can use in that place where, yes, we're going to get, you know, a little ticked, a little frustrated, more than a little angry at the external factors and the things that we're trying to push through. But at the end of the day, um, we are the magic wand. Not we have, not we're looking for it. We are it. And, um, and and to remember that as that new life is created in us from the darkness of our womb, so is every thought, every idea, and uh, really helping each other to shift now, to really just shift over into that place where, you know, we've done with the last conversation of what's wrong, what, what's bad, what's not good, over to the place of, but this could really work. <laughs> and had we thought about this, and what if we do that? Because it is about 
building these beautiful bridges for our children and grandchildren and the next seven generations coming that um, that yeah that really that really have all possibilities in the building they're not finite they are not inside of a box we are allowed to color outside the lines now ladies i've had just a fantastic evening i'm about lifted like you know 10 inches off the floor it's been just such a stimulating conversation and what i will do certainly uh is plug for people to, uh, you know, check out the archive of this particular show because it certainly was a lot of really, really good information that we shared this evening. Ashay, and I just want to say, Ashay, Ashay, Asheo, giving thanks to the two guest speakers who were magnificent. I want to remind the mothers that the first weekend in March, we will be having a uh, March over Selma as well as the powwow to stomping our prayers into the ground uh, ceremony. So I want all the mothers to really, the movers and shakers, the ones that are not free, to think outside the box. We need y'all. Come on out Mm -hmm. and join us. And I'm so excited and pleased to announce that uh, Olori Oshuna de Olushegun L. Book, R.T. Oye Kule, and her magical pet rock, Kila Lu, will be available. As soon as tomorrow, I say. Yes, I yes. I We've been waiting for the 25th for the upload, and it moves I into the say. libraries. And yes. yes, we are so, so very proud of that author and look forward to it. She'll be coming on uh, to speak more about mm-hmm. it, certainly during African History Month, and why this book is such a powerful tool for our children, such a very powerful tool of enlightenment. Uh, okay. for yeah, as well. you know, and we could only do so long well. with the slave ships and Harriet Tubman, and so now to really take it to the magical adventures of Kilalu and and what it's like to have reunion, reconnection of family and ancestors, all of that is wrapped up in this book, and I, I for one, am really, really excited to see it hit the shelves of libraries and into the hands of our children. I am as well. Magical book, and I I just also want to, I say, Baba, Chief Baba, I just want to also say that all of these things are going into the universe to end child sexual abuse because we know that that is one thing that would end a lot of violence in this world if we could get hold of our children, and teach Mm -hmm. them how self-control works. Mm It's really so. powerful, you know. It's been another whole show, and that's why we will have to do a whole show with old Lori because, you know, that 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 is just when we look toward wholeness and that we have to be whole beings and 
And at best, as parents, we want to raise children holistically so that they they have full possibility of their whole selves. And this, this tragedy that has just gone on on our planet far too long has, has really scattered and fragmented the, the mental, yes. emotional, and physical beings of our children. And it's just no longer acceptable, bottom line. It's no longer yes, acceptable. And they say getting, our youth, getting our youth off of the street, getting them interested in culture, having a place for them to go to for uh, their cultural being and uh, learning their culture, holding their interests, making them happy with being off the street. Absolutely, so absolutely. protected by a lot of things that would happen to them if they were in the street. And if there was not something that was out there being formed to hold their interest. Okay? Absolutely. And therefore so is the, like the plug for the gods of Africa, Yoruba Temple of Harlem reopening exactly. and okay. putting one of those major cultural centers back in the heart of Harlem that, that, that holds so much of our history. We, as uh, Iababa and I were talking earlier, you know, there are, there are people there that are just not going to let the culture of Harlem, New York die. And uh, so if you haven't heard about uh, Iababa's uh, mission, to reopen that temple in Harlem, New York, please go to GoFundMe, the Gods of Africa, Yoruba Temple in Harlem. We're excited about that as well. Well, ladies, that brings us to the top of the hour, and um, I have so enjoyed it, and we look forward to next week. We have a powerful conversation with two more powerful sisters so that we can step out of that place where they say all black women live, the mad and angry black women. And, and so our show next week concentrates on how we speak our truth and do so lovingly and with peace in our hearts. And so I'm looking okay. forward to that as well. Excellent. Excellent. And mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to end with the uh, yeah, uh song, which is all so right. beautiful. I did get the recording. So I'd like to end with that, Ashe. All right. Oh, wonderful. Cool. Oh, 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. $15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.